I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Text Message with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. What a week it's been, Ian. How has yours been? <laughs> well, I'm getting a cold, so yeah, one time. I'm, get- I'm getting the old nasal tickle as well. <sighs> I've got a, li- a light cough. And I feel a bit grim. Like, not awful, but, like, a bit grim. And I'm so glad we're recording this today because I just have this feeling that it's not going to get better for me over the weekend. I think you will fight it. You will You will use the fist of... <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> no. It's like so, so many of your sentences. They're, they often end in inspired genius, but sometimes they don't. Like that one, yeah. Well, tell you what, let's get into this one because I... Firstly, I want to ask you a little question. Would you like 1,800 free pounds? Sure. Good. Because I read (laughs) on the BBC this week that millions of UK consumers could receive just such a sack full of cash after a legal claim was launched against uh, some mobile phone networks that we've talked about before now. Uh, there's a chap, we'll call him Justin. That because it's his name? That's because it's his name. Oh. And he is seeking damages on behalf of any of us who have Vodafone, EE3 or O2 contracts in their in their personal history mm-hmm. to, the, to the tune of more than 3 billion great British pounds. And they are great. I don't know if you've seen one lately, but they're like a little dollop of pure British Isles. Uh, Mr. Gutman, that is his, uh, that's the rest of his name, who actually used to be a big cheese at Citizens Advice uh, Bureau. Well, it used to be called the Bureau. I think they dropped it 20 years ago, but Mm. uh, Citizens Advice. Um, He says that phone networks have been overcharging millions of us by taking our money after our contracts expire, despite our having paid off the cost of the device that they sold us as part of the contract. Uh, This is called the Loyalty penalty claim it's Mm. being filed with the competition appeal tribunal and according to the bbc story mr gutman estimates that 28.2 million uk mobile phone contracts could have been affected from 2017 so over 15 years worth and if it's successful someone who had a contract with uh, one of those you said 2017 but you meant 2007 i did and you were right to correct me thank you yes (laughs) 15 years ago um yes if someone who'd had a contract with one of those companies could get so he estimates more than 1800 quid it could take time it will probably take years if it even works so watch this space the companies in the story i saw said it was either a basis claim or they had nothing to say or it didn't affect them or you know tuned to that effect no no one's come out and said this is is legit and we're taking it very seriously but looking into the story, I realized that we'd actually talked about the time Ofcom had told companies, not just mobile phone companies, but any of these contractual um, service providers, had to let people know when their contracts were coming up to the end of their life. And that 
we talked about that about three years ago because i think it was in 2020 and evidence has suggested that things have got better and people are cancelling sooner and there are fewer complaints but um so this but this is all about historic overcharging anyway this isn't this isn't about saying we think people today are being ripped off he may well think that and certainly evidence suggests that some people are but this really is about looking over the last 15 years and saying were you stiffed for cash and are you due some of it back now we also had the 2015 consumer rights act so we've had that now for almost 10 years nine years really um and this is where we got this funky ability to to file a kind of opt-out lawsuit on behalf of strangers which is what this basically is if you don't want to be part of this you need to follow some steps and they're convoluted and annoying in order to opt out otherwise you've been opted in or rather you are involved already there's nothing you can um, do about it except for following those steps um, but Gutman Justin Gutman was beating the drum for this whole opt-out thing in the run-up to what became the 2015 consumer rights act so he's definitely got to be in his bonnet about this that is enough nate for now let's have some ian well i see one in my future here it is <laughs> he has an opinion i'm sure uh, of course um but this is not um this is not new i i believe that the the concept here i'm sure was talked about years ago like before we had this a conversation about a related subject because it pertains to people basically the the idea that your contract is has the cost of your handset built in right and then yeah. when you come to the end of that contract you're still if you're if you're paying the same you're essentially still paying for a handset you've already paid off but i was under the impression that sort of most i mean sure that's fine but you have consumers surely have to have some responsibility for uh, you know checking in on contracts as they expire i mean i i get the point because in an ideal world honesty would prevail and once you'd paid off your phone if you opted not to get a new phone then your contract price would drop down to you know x amount less but also i have this i had this every year with virgin if you stick on virgin without calling the customer retentions number um they'll just whack your bill up by a tenner or something you know mine was 35 and it went up to 53 or something so you have to be on top of it now i'm not saying that's right because i think it's a disgrace um i think you know given the fact that there's already rpi price increases on everything every year really you know they should be forced not to just randomly put your bill up for no apparent reason but of course they get around it by claiming it's a discount for the rest of the time which it anyway sorry i'm getting myself tied up here with rage because it's fresh um anyway uh this is the <laughs> the brilliance of a uh, opt-out class action lawsuit and i don't like it now is this is this the equipment because this this is a big thing in in the us you see class action lawsuits all the time but it feels like this is something that's only really been a thing here over the last few years yes. and maybe it's because of the consumer rights that uh, that act we mentioned from 2015 that essentially made it possible i'm not a legal expert neither is ian and we're not a legal show but anecdotally it does feel a little bit like we're taking a leaf out of the americans book when it comes to uh saying well you there is money that could be given so here's a lawsuit to it try was, and wrestle it from it you. was described by someone i know who is an american as america's stupidest stupidest export um which i think is an interesting point 
um, because I was going to try and think of something else that was stupider then. Um, it would it would be a TV show. The Real Housewives of something or other would probably be America's stupidest export. Um, mm. This, probably second. Um, yes, I mean, I, look, I can see that there is some value in this in, in, in occasions where consumers are generally hard done by. And, you know, actually, th- there's merit in this. I don't think I'd be affected because I think in the period of time, I would only have had SIM-only contracts because... I note that the 2007 day is when we started at CNET and I would have probably, the last phone I think I paid for would have been the Nokia N95, I want to say. so And that that probably was on a contract. So maybe, maybe I'd qualify because that would have been around 2007, wouldn't it? Because we were both at CNET. We were at CNET in 2007. Yeah, I, I mean, I had an N95 as... Um as well at that point yes um, we were both n95 fans well we? they've been sim sim only for as long as i can as long as i can because it's always it's better to buy the phone outright yes. and then get a sim only deal than it is to buy the phone but but it's not I always genuinely can't remember what i did back then uh, i really can't it was so long ago and yes you're right it was and back then phones well, i mean what was it like 200 quid or something i mean phones just weren't as expensive no, depends depends on the phone. I mean, when the iPhone came out, what was it three nine nine? Yeah, I think it was like an absolute bargain in modern terms, doesn't it? I mean, you could you could literally buy three iPhones, and with with money, and that's how much a phone costs now. Yes, it's ridiculous, basically. and of course, it's not just Apple, but I mean, they are certainly leading the charge with hefty pricing. They're as bad as each other. Um, now. I was looking around for some intelligent comment on this and I looked around a few websites and I found very few people in any of the comment sections on financial sort of personal finance websites who seemed to think that they would ever get a penny of any of this. Or it was people who said, I'll believe it when I see it. Or it's people who compared it to PPI type stories or somebody else saying that it's people who are too stupid to know that they should not necessarily keep on paying which i don't believe um, thought of what i said but i mean i don't mean it like that because i I, th- I feel like there is there is an element of personal responsibility but i also think that that's what re- that's what the government should be doing that's what regulators are charged with it's making sure that people get a fair deal and and ultimately these you know end of contract either staying the same or going up you know it, it doesn't it doesn't feel very consumer friendly to me it feels like can a, i a cash grab can i run an idea past you that is entirely un- unthought out and, and yeah. let's see let's see how it develops as it comes out of my mouth because this mm. is real-time thinking you're experiencing something cutting edge here how about this if you when you sign up for a contract you opt in to allow that company's rivals to contact you when your contract is up mm. and when the company's contract is up they are therefore incentivized to keep you and offer you a good deal knowing but not necessarily knowing that their rivals could be poaching you now they wouldn't have any data they wouldn't necessarily have anything about you but if you opted in what if would that work because i feel like as long as they don't know how much you are paying or who you are or any personally identifiable information other than you are opting out of a contract that maybe fit into a certain band i don't know let's say you were in a 
a, there's like a 10 zero one to 10 pounds 10 to 20 20 to 30 or something like it so they they, they can gauge whether you're someone who might want a 50 pound contract versus a 10 pound contract but that that can be sorted out but something that at least allows competitors to approach you with a one-off deal maybe it's done through like a kind of you switch type system where it's well, a this third is what party I, when you started talking that's exactly what i thought was like why not do it like those um you know because you have these like uh <laughs> i think you can do it with cars and stuff like that or you know a, a basically it's a bid so you you tell people yeah. what you want and they bid for your custom so yeah so tap in your phone number and the date that your contract expires and then on that day or a week before that day or a month before or whatever you get a text message from each of them one text message saying uh right here's the unlimited data deal here's the you know the the more limited one the better value kind of thing you know they give you three offers and then you go, okay, yes, I'll, I'll take that one. And then you're right, because what that would do is it would incentivize any mobile company to fight for your custom. Um, of course, it wouldn't yeah. work for me because I've tried all the mobile phone operators and they're all rubbish. So well, you're, you're, you're a very difficult man to please. No, I'm, um, not, I'm not. I'm not difficult in the slightest. I mean, I'm, I'm happy on EE at the moment because although it is the most expensive... It is the only service I've ever used where I can sit on the train and access the internet, which is mainly what I'm paying for because, you know, yeah. I, I, it's useful for me. At home, I have Wi-Fi. It's not so useful. So, yeah, so EE's won me over in that regard, but it's, you know, 15 quid more than I was paying last year. Nick in the live chat uh, says that my idea is great. Uh, thank you, Nick. Uh, there's probably a business there. Set up a central exchange that people can tell when their contract is up and the phone companies pay to get your info. I think all of these sorts of things have to be worked. The devil's in the detail. It has to be simple. It's got to be something that you opt out of when you sign up. Uh, data should not be shared. It should be very clear in however it's presented at the end of the contract that it's not a scam because people are rightly mm. suspicious about getting offers and things but i feel like that can all be sorted out with good communication and 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 marketing and actually that might be a way that benefits people and it benefits the companies let's not forget competition is healthy so there's that um before we move on uh, a note here charlotte says did you see nokia are trying to make flip phones happen again Yes, I did. They've been trying that, I feel, for a while. But <laughs> now I think about it, I don't know if the ones that I remember them trying were flip because they tried bringing back the 3310 and then they brought back the banana phone. Um, but flip phones, now, now I think about it, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't well, know. I, people like that form factor. Like, they really like it. You do see people, older people usually knocking around with flip phones even today or very young people i think i think youngsters like they like they like a flip phone don't they well, yeah that samsung flip was really nice i really like that i thought that was a really smart and the motorola that they did again the i mean they're not with the with the bending screen the folding yeah, screen yeah yeah I, I but just, they're expensive these are cheap they are yeah that's true but they but uh, but it doesn't change the fact that that's a nice form factor to use hmm the uh, official, looks like official Nokia website uh, or uh, X, oh no, it's Instagram account. Uh, four features of the flip. Retro photography. That's just a fancy PR word for the camera's not very good. Uh, digital detox. Fair. Being present. <laughs> fair. And rarely charging your phone. They are good things. 
Um, the last three, though, are absolutely nothing to do with the phone flipping. In fact, neither is the first one. But we'll include a link to that in the show notes. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, Nick, for agreeing that my idea was great. Certainly better than some of my others, and, if I uh, say so and, and thank you to Charlotte for pointing out that America's worst export might actually be Taco Bell. I can't well, comment, though, because I've never had a Taco Bell in either this country or the States. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Pac Bell, <laughs> which is what used to be a phone network, didn't it? Yes. Um, Taco Bell is burgers? No, it's tacos. What the hell's wrong with you? I don't think I've ever had a taco. The No, you probably haven't, knowing you. Uh I did a search for Pac Bell and Packard Bell came up, which to be fair is American, but I don't think that's what Pac Oh, not to be confused with Pacific Bell, which is what became AT&T, I think. Anyway, okay, uh, any thoughts on contracts or the things we just talked about or Taco <clears> Bell <throat> or whatever, do let us know at the usual place, which is hello at uktechshow.com. <laughs> It's back! It's the porn block again, sort of. Um, Although this story has also come up in another capacity, which I'll come to later. But Ofcom said it's considering using AI face detection to block access to adult content on the internet, as Technica reported a couple of days ago. The only problem noted in the press release from Ofcom, uh, the communications watchdog, was that there was little evidence that this method is reliable, fair, or effective. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's quite a lot of doubt being cast over things proposed only a few paragraphs before. <laughs> uh, anyway, the Online Safety Act behind this, as usual, uh, and the goal is to prevent under-18s from accessing things they shouldn't. Although I do want to point out here that you know accessing adult material when you're over 18 could be potentially damaging too, but the government doesn't really care about adults. Anyway, um, this has also come up before because I would I weirdly before um, Nate and I were talking about the running order for this show uh, I'd come across a YouTube video discussing that the uh, ESRB which is the game rating board and um, the bird charity no uh, that's something else uh, <laughs> filed for FTC approval to use similar software to allow parents to consent to playing of age restricted games but for their kids uh, it went down similarly badly but it doesn't scan your child's face it scans the parent's face to confirm that you're happy for them to play a potentially age-restricted game um this is that was in the that was in the us if it was ftc right correct yes um and that was a patent so i well not a patent but they, they they were seeking approval um and Yes, so this has come up again and again, and it's never particularly popular. It's also been mooted for checkouts at supermarkets to scan your face to see if you're old enough to buy alcohol. And um, I've done that ah, at, yes. the, at, at the relatively recently at the Tesco in Walthamstow, um, and it it worked very well. Well, I mean, the thing is, in a in a checkout, <clears throat> um, at least notionally the hardware is pretty much all there because they virtually a lot of those self-checkouts have a camera now well but the thing screen. is crucially crucially i didn't have my trousers down a uh, good excellent uh because that would have uh i don't i mean would it have helped your case i've thrown, a, I've thrown you there haven't i yes you have a little 
I'm saying that I wasn't trying to access um, adult material. I see. Right. Yes. Well, I mean, no. And of course, that would be the worst place to try. But of course, technologically equipped. Um, so what, I don't know. What a Tesco. Yeah, oh, I see because, because it's got because a screen it, yes. and a camera. Uh, so and probably access to the internet so i mean it also has security guards and cctv and the public (laughs) which uh again it it really threw me off Uh, it it wasn't wasn't easy it wasn't easy (laughs) none of this is uh what really the point of this is which is do we care about using facial recognition for age verification i mean obviously this whole thing is stupid in the course it's it's just stupid because I mean, how are they going to be certain that the equipment that you're using at your computer is not going to be fooled? For example, uh, the iPhone, uh, Windows Hello, all these technologies rely on um, uh, an you know an infrared or a depth map to your face in order to allow you access, and that is a pretty good way of making sure that you're not holding up a photo of someone older. But if you're just doing this through a webcam or you know your phone and it's not a face id because how would they tie that in i guess they could you know it's just not going to be a reliably secure system i don't know the ins and outs of it but i you know they just like throw that out there well you can learn the ins and outs of it as long as you prove that you're over 18 <sighs> that was a sex reference i'm sorry people so listen, well, no, when, no, I, was, when I was young well within your rights to have sex before 18 so just to point I, I, that out thank you um now i will tell you i will i will tell you that when i when i was when i was young and impressionable uh and and you know was sneaking around like a midnight creeper as a teenager i uh, there was a very easy way of getting alcohol and um for a very brief ill-advised period cigarettes when you were underage and that was by asking an adult to do it for you adult and an adult yes a grown-up um no you said would... adult and we're not in america oh i see what you mean ah you were right to correct me again thank <laughs> you an adult yes um you would simply ask a grown-up that's easy isn't it yes. a grown-up to go in and 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 buy it for you and uh, every now and again you get a wise grown-up who would say you're too young stop being stupid but of course you'd do it anyway and i wonder would that not just work in this instance and i think that's kind of your point in a way like you would you would you would go and hold you know find a picture of your dad and hold that yeah. up which may spoil the mood somewhat uh, but because <laughs> then presumably you'd immediately set the photograph down and then have a photo of your of a parent staring at you while you're staring at something else which is just again not it's just not don't just don't do it um but presumably if they're trying to do this through webcams which is the proposal here then that's going to be possible i mean like so many of these things that come out of the government when it relates to technology it doesn't necessarily feel like it's been entirely thought through um you know so i I mean it's it's not just it's not just adult content you know there also there's also a whole list of things that they're they're talking about here for the the ai facial recognition could help with you know open banking, photo ID matching, credit card checks, digital identity wallets, you know, all of these things more justifiable, but still people don't love it, do they? I mean, yeah. 
Now, there's a quote in the register story, and we'll include the link to this in the show notes. Um, it says this, in 2022, Daniel Pryor, then head of research at the Adam Smith Institute think tank, warned that any tech-savvy teen would likely be able to circumvent restrictions, while adults entering their details stood every chance of being exposed in the event of a data breach. Couldn't agree more. And I don't think you need to be a tech-savvy teen. And also, aren't all teens tech-savvy? Um, Reasonably. In order to hold up a picture of a grown-up or put on a fake beard, as Kate in our live chat says. Um, so, but, it, but it's a fair point. Nick also says, might be questionable for women. This is true. We've, we, we, we've, been, um, we've been caught out. We're thinking about boys and men watching porn. But as I've seen in surveys, a lot of women watch porn. And putting on a beard might not necessarily help you there. So this is <laughs> this affects this affects us all. Not you it and does. me. It does. It does. But I mean, again, it's I, I I alluded to it in what I was saying. Uh, you know that there is there is there is a serious issue, and porn is part of it. And you know, it, it's not just something that affects kids. I understand what they're trying to do with protecting the children, but at the same time. It's like, well, we have to equip our children properly to understand what's out there, what's you know, what what, what they can see and why it's potentially damaging, um, in order to send them into their adult years with a better understanding of, you know, each other rather than watching some videos. Mm. You know, I don't know. It, it the whole thing just it just the whole thing is awful from start to finish. It's this well, stupidest bill that we hate, and I can't believe we're talking about it again, but what Well it's I not done? a bill. That's the thing. It's, it's an, an act. act. It's law now. But this is, I mean, maybe we should have spelled this out a little bit more clearly at the beginning. This is essentially guidance on how age checks that are part of the law should be performed. And yes. they include things like checking credit cards and, and photo ID matching and things. But one of the proposals is also facial age estimation using AI. Now, the the final suggestions... Uh, that is to say like the guidance you know a white paper or whatever mm -hmm. form it'll take that's we're not even going to see that until 2025 yes. it's gonna be over a year away so this is a long time and a lot can change in that time but if there's Just one in thing time for grand theft auto 6 which every child will buy because every parent won't care because well, i will i won't let my children play that game They'll still play it though, mate. I wasn't allowed to play Grand Theft Auto when that came out, but do you know what? There was a demo version of it on the front of PlayStation magazine, and I played that <laughs> to death. I bet. Um, and also, I was playing Doom at 13, and I realised that's not the same. And games when we were kids, um, you know, they, they they weren't they weren't as close to photorealism as they are now. Um, you know, you probably weren't going to come to too much harm with the quite cartoony um, Doom. But even so, that was then rated 18, right, later on? Yes. And, and I would say that most of the time, um, uh, I think my mum was right to stop me doing certain things that yeah. she did. Um, I mean, at least at least to try, because uh, sure, like, I completely accept the fact that we're not, we don't have control over our children. I, my parents didn't have control over me. It's just one of those things. And there's so much going on in the minds of teenagers. It's extremely hard to... Um, you know, to, to to do anything to talk them out of things because they're not being led by reason. They're being led by, 
you know, learning how the world works. But even so, we have to make an effort to try. Um, and I would, yeah. you know, I, I think I think that all of this effort should be going into better funding for schools. It's the only answer, really. You know, tell the kids what they're going to find. I mean, they do do this, but perhaps they could do more of it. Or, you know, the, the whole thing could be better. Rich and Russ in our live chat says, I had my nan buy me Duke Nukem 3D. Um, yeah. I, I remember getting my grand to buy me uh, a copy of the exorcist on dvd mm-hmm. uh, it was the it, it was this it was the third dvd i ever owned um and i was under 18 at the time but i think it was okay i mean we were we all did we, we all thought i mean kids are notorious for thinking they're or wanting to be older than they are and then you get to our age or my age particularly and you're like oh would be nice to be 10 years younger not yeah. 21. No one wants to be 21 again. That was not great, but you know. No. Um, as a slight side note, the other thing I once got my grand to pay for for me was a mem- premium membership to the website hotornot.com. Do you remember that? <laughs> what a waste of money. Not at all. I met a girlfriend through it. Uh, yeah, all right. Fair enough. I'd like to thank our patrons for supporting us. I'd like to thank our thanks, guys. Free- yes, I'd like to thank our free listeners also for leaving us reviews and telling friends and family and colleagues about the show because that really helps. We say it, we joke around a lot, but we do mean it. We're very grateful for people who support us with money, particularly at the moment. Times are hard for a lot of people. Thank you. And if you're leaving us reviews, if you're telling people about the show and how they can listen, helping them find it if they're not pod savvy, then it really, really helps us. So thank you for that. We've got some great live listeners now, and we are going to move into our third discussion topic for those listeners and for all of our patrons who get the full ad-free version. And we're going to be talking about laptops. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, We've had a very interesting chat just now about the wonderful world of desktops and laptops and switching from one to the other and the pros and cons. Um, Patrons enjoyed that. You can become one. You know the score. We've just told you all about that. Ian, I hope you have a wonderful weekend and week ahead. Thanks very much. We're moving. Well, we are in the December month now. Um, A great month full of cheer, not just because of the, uh, the Christmas, but also because it's my birthday in a week. It is. It is, isn't it? Kate um, is taking me to see Decapitated live. Oh, wonderful. Because I can't imagine Decapitated would be Kate's first choice of uh I don't think they would out. be her the, her first choice, but she's she's seen quite a lot of obnoxious metal bands with me <laughs> over the last 10 years. Um, but uh, that's what I'll be doing. Kate says she's going in order to buy a T-shirt. Fair enough. I hope you all have a great week as well. If you're going to see Decapitated in London on the 14th of December, by all means, let me know and we'll meet up and talk about how great Polish metalers are. Until then, toodle pip. Au revoir. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.